If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Conversations with My Dog, with me, Mani Jahangiri. You might notice this episode has been released a day earlier than normal. This is because we are celebrating International Dog Day. This is a time to appreciate all of the love and value that dogs bring to our daily lives. And who better to share this special occasion with than with my guest, broadcaster and nutritionist and behavior expert, Anna Webb. Namapa. <laughs> On Nama Pormani, thank you so much. I'm honoured to be your guest for this very special episode. Thank you so much, Anna. And you were my first guest. I know. You were my first guest and it exploded. The first episode, it was just, I don't know what happened. We had so many, so many uh, downloads. It was crazy. Absolutely. Well, well done. I mean, conversations with my dog's been going so well. I, I can't keep up, I must say. You know, you're. are you weekly now, Marnie? Are we weekly? <laughs> yes, we are weekly, but I can't keep up with you because you're doing so much, as always. Tell us what, what you're up to. Well, what am I up to? Well, I'll be honest, you know, we've had a bit of a, we were flooded, which I think is a topical thing to talk about and how you deal with dogs in a flood. Um, so because lots of people have been flooded, haven't they? So I'm going to just have my woes. We were flooded in the great storm of Hackney which happened 10 days ago. You've got to laugh. I mean, I never thought this would happen to me at all, you know. And you know when you see people on the news, they've been flooded and you feel absolutely terrible for them, don't you? It's like, oh, my God. And then as the water went under my front door, I was like, oh, my God, you know. But um, we've recovered. We've bounced back. and um, But I had to evacuate the dogs. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I know, because I'm, you know, Mr. Binks, my little dog, my English toy terrier, well, he's only, what, nine inches high. So at one point, you know, it didn't take long for it to be up to his shoulder. Um, Luckily, it didn't get much higher than that. But they had to go, luckily, you know, I've got my mini. So I was able to quickly, in all the chaos and all of the flats flooded on my road. And there was this crazy camaraderie going on, you know, as the lightning was cracking above our heads, we're just scooping water. I filled big black bins full of water. So I mitigated a lot, you know, from coming in, you know, anyway, enough of my woes. But uh, sometimes I think, you know, these things are meant, you know, to hit you so that you reevaluate and you you appreciate your world even more because you're knocked sideways a bit. And then you have to come back and um, 
get on the the tracks. <laughs> you know, I wanted to say, um, uh, I don't know if you know what happened in Switzerland and Germany. It, it was so bad. Um, I've seen pictures of my uh, neighborhood in in Zurich. Uh, the trees are gone. They're all broke. There's nothing there anymore. I mean, it's it was so bad that the storm and the flooding. It's it's ruined everything. It's um, very sad to see that and. I didn't know. I had no idea about Hackney because we had a flood. Finchley Road, Virgin Active, where I teach, you know, the O2 Centre was flooded that day. So it must have been that day when when we had water coming up to our knees or something in 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 in, in the O2 Centre. It might have been. Was it a Sunday? Yeah. That was the day. Yeah, London got really hit. Um so I know lessons to be learnt, you know, I mean, so, but yeah, and I saw all the, the news of Germany and everything. I mean, it's, it's, it's scary, you know, I think, you know, thank goodness we have our dogs, you know, bless Prudence and Mr. Binks. I mean, they didn't know what was happening. I mean, I think they thought we were literally sinking, <laughs> you know, Jeez. their faces. So, you know, I had to hold on everything outside. And so I said to the guy helping me from next door above, you know, um, um, listen, I've got to go in and, and see what's happening inside. And when I went, went inside, I was like, oh, golly. Um, so I thought I've got to evacuate the dogs and um, left them in my car, which was very nearby. But they, they would have heard all the shouting and the, you know, uh, all the chaos going on and smelling everyone's like high cortisol levels going on. And I honestly think they, they thought I wasn't going to return to get them out of the car. I think they thought I'd drowned. Oh my <laughs> and the greeting oh my- I got, it was like, you're alive, you're alive. Oh my <laughs> goodness. This is so, it's like Noah's Ark, you know, the, I yes. don't know, the great flood. It's exactly it's so biblical. And uh, how's your situation now? How, how, how's your house? How's your flat? All right. Um, yeah, honestly, we, it could have been worse. Um, next door but one actually was worse hit because they'd sealed all of their floors. And luckily, I like cracks in my wood floor. So it allows drafts in, you know, so it, it could have been worse. And, you know, everyone teamed together and really helped me, you know, it was amazing. So um, yeah, you know, the power uh, tripped, I didn't have power for 24 hours. And um, it was a, a right old mess. But of course, you know, the, my way to look at it is, all right, come on, we've got to sort this out. So, you know, I was on my hands and knees with loads of kitchen roll, absorbing all of the water and the grime. You know, it was rainwater, thank heavens. I mean, it really could have been worse, you know. Um, so, you no, know, we're all right, Marnie. But it's just been, you know, one thing after another. It's been quite a, I'm uh, really looking forward to the weekend. And, and you know, this has been a highlight thinking, oh, yeah. Yes, great Friday feeling to talk to Marnie and conversations with your dog, you know, because they've been my real, they've been so brilliant, the dogs, because they've known everything's gone a bit upside down and they keep you going because they still need their routine. We've still had to go for our walks and punctuate our day as normal, even though our routine, you know, has been disrupted. And that's one of the many great, brilliant gifts that dogs give us, you know, to keep going. Uh, did their behaviour change in any way after the Great Flood? Uh, <laughs> do you, have you noticed any difference? Are they more attached or are they comforting you more? Because you were talking about cortisol and that they can smell your fear, you know? Well, yes. Um 
Maybe they have actually in a way. I think little Mr. Binks particularly was really relieved everything was okay, you know, but they're they're very stoic dogs. So they came in and, and, and there was still a damp floor. I tried to clean it as much as possible before I brought them back into the flat, obviously. So, you know, what with them getting it all on their paws and spreading mud around everywhere. So, um, um, but yeah, yeah, I think they were just very curious by the whole thing. They definitely knew something big had happened. And I think they were just relieved to... Um, you know, to come back inside and realise that, you know, we hadn't sunk <laughs> completely. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, and, and and then they're great. They're in the moment again. So, and we had to camp, you know, so I had night lights out because we had no power that night. No way. You know, way, yeah, no. And you're not allowed after a flood. You cannot turn the lights on. Try to, just, you know, you could blow the house up, you know. <laughs> you know, water and electrics, even I know that much, they don't mix. So, um but then um as long as you have no more rain after in the 24 hour period then you are good to put your fuse box back on but um i got a special electrician round to check all my plug sockets you know all of this you know, that you don't think about and suddenly i'm having to you know it's just you know you you cruise along in life and then um something you know hits you a bit like an iceberg and you have to deal with it so anyway enough of all my boring woes <laughs> are you going to write about it? Are you going to write it? You know, you've got your, your columnist. I mean, are you going to Yeah, report? I should do it. What, what do you do? How to survive. With your dogs. Yes. yes. You know, and I was lucky, really, to have my car. Um, I mean, obviously, you don't want to get to the stage where your car's floating down the road as well. But there was no danger of that. I mean, the water was pouring down the road because the drains couldn't cope with the amount of rainfall. That was the problem. The minute it stopped raining, after 15 minutes, our drains were able to suck it all down so they were working they were just they're just not built as victorian drains to cope with global warming type rain you know in 1885 when this house was built global warming wasn't anywhere to be seen yet although it probably was starting with the victorians and all their coal burning but then we're getting a bit philosophical here and having history when we should be talking about dogs money well we are talking about dogs because uh, know. you know without your dogs you wouldn't have I mean, they must have given you comfort in this very scary moment. And uh, coming to International Dog Day, I mean, three words, just three. Describe why should we celebrate this year? International Dog Day. Why? 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 Give us give us three reasons. Okay, because dogs basically fulfill the one thing that the human condition lacks, Marnie, which is unconditional love. Um, That would be my number one. Number two dogs keep us present and like I said give us a focus in crisis to keep you going in a straight line I could have just curled up on the sofa going I've been flooded and it's just dreadful you know but you can't because they have to go out in the morning and we have to you know so they keep us constant and they keep us present and number three just because they're the best friends you know um Dogs don't judge you. Dogs don't mind that you look like you've just 
being flooded. <laughs> you know, they don't mind. You look like a drowned rat and you've got water squelching in your old Converse trainers that you had on. And you've even got water pouring through your pants. Literally, I was that soaked. It was really embarrassing. But everyone was, um, and that's what dogs do. You know, they, they are, they are loyal. They are, they're there for you. You know, they, they don't have any, as I said, judgments or, you know, ulterior motives. It's not cupboard love. People think, oh, it's all cupboard love. Of course, it's not cupboard love. Um, dogs do go the extra mile, which makes me remember, actually, on that Sunday night, little Mr. Binks, who normally sleeps down on the right-hand corner of the bed, that's his position, okay, on the bed, because we all sleep on the bed, because I actually endorse dogs sleeping on the bed. Um, but that night, he was obviously so shaken, he slept on my stomach. <laughs> he pinned me down as if to say, I'm guarding you from any more floods. I'm here. It's all all right. I know. It was very strange. He hasn't done it since. It was that Sunday night. So, And that made me realize Mr. Binks was extremely traumatized by the whole experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have funny around your belly. This is where your digestion is. That's where you feel emotions, fear, you know, butterflies, fear, dread. It's all in the belly area, your navel chakra. So how interesting was the belly, not the legs or the top of the chest, you know? That, that's it. No, I know. So um, it was um, it was quite sweet of him, really. But I think International Dog Day is, is super. You know, we have all of these days now, don't we? Hashtag, you know, um, whatever day it might be. But dogs, I think, particularly through the pandemic, have really shown us, you know, that they are man's best friend. And, and we've needed their companionship um, we've needed them to be our gateway to the outdoors. We've needed them to de-stress us, to make us smile, you know. Stroking your own dog releases oxytocin yes. in our brains. Yes. And they've helped us a lot. And I just feel we've let them down a bit, really, through all this lockdown thing. Um, uh, you know, 3.2 million more dogs, Marnie, are living in, in the country since we last spoke. No That's way. That's how crazy, yeah. According to the PDSA, it's 3.2 more million dogs. Um, how many of these are now being advertised on unscrupulous websites being resold is something we don't really know because I think people aren't taking, according anyway, to... Ira Moss at All Dogs Matter, she was chatting with me and she was explaining that they're not getting the dogs into rescue, um, and, but dogs are being resold online because... The, the owner the price, is reselling yeah, the dog. The because, owner who got the dog for the lockdown is yeah. reselling the dog. This is what happened to Robbie. It, it's just awful. Mm, it's a I crime. Know. How... <laughs> I know, I, I suppose they're thinking, you know, we paid £5,000 or whatever for a cockapoo puppy and they want to recoup some of their investment. Um, so that's the only reason I can think that they're doing this, you know, and it's really not the way to, you know, find a new home for your dog. And really people should have just thought it all through and given a bit of time into thinking, you know, what is a dog? What do they need? And understand the commitment that 
dogs are and always have been and always will be, you know. And and that's, um, I suppose, my biggest bugbear on International Dog Day is that I just wish people would spend a bit more time researching and understanding a dog and taking the time and energy to learn how to speak dog and learn what the dogs are trying to say to them, you know, through body language. Absolutely. 100%. And I was just wondering whether that could be like a really good message to give out on the day. Uh, Is there anything specifically you're going to do on the day on International Dog Day? Do you have any plans? I'm sure we'll do some posts and um, fly the flag for dogs. Um, and, And if it's a Thursday, I'll be barking on the barking hour. And I'm sure we'll Give it a great big, you know, hoo-ha, you know, because it's the day to celebrate your dog. Absolutely. But it's so important to bring this awareness of um, what is really going on. And uh, it is a concern. It's a great cause and concern about these dogs that are being returned back or or sold off. Um, We don't have to make it gloomy. You know me, how passionate I am with International Doga Day. I mean, don't get me started with the dog meat trade. But there has to be a message there, I think, as well. And it would be great to have it through the whole spectrum of broadcasters and, you know, just to, to give one kind message out there please be kind take care of your dog you know a dog is forever Mm. you know a dog is forever I really think so well it is and um you know but everyone's a victim of um of disposable society really um and I think that's partly where it's all begun and of course this thing called the internet that's so prevalent you know that we years ago you didn't have the internet so you couldn't have resold a dog online because online didn't exist so I think you know our lives are shifting constantly and have done particularly through lockdown with the internet I mean without it we wouldn't have been able to communicate with anyone so I guess it was a good thing but there's good and bad with everything isn't there money absolutely yin and yang the whole time we have to find the middle path my goal is now middle path the middle path with everything with everything that I feel sometimes I you know pour over with emotions one way (laughs) you might have seen my posts Um, I get very passionate about things but I sometimes find when you get over passionate about one thing or too extreme then you you lack the understanding for the other side it's kind of embracing everything and then finding the middle way i don't know uh, it's it's a voice in the middle <laughs> it's it's not easy it's not easy because there's a lot of things we could be screaming about or or be emotional about uh right now but I, it feels like you're you're things are going really well for you um you just Something um, about Love My Human has just opened a brand new pet spa restaurant and you are one of the nutritionists there or experts in nutrition. Yeah, yeah. This is really exciting. You must come down, Marnie. You'll love it. Robbie will adore it. Um, And so, yes, this is on the King's Road and it's like two doors down from the original Love My Human shop. And basically, it's a whole house dedicated and converted to dogs. (laughs) It's extraordinary. So on the ground floor, you've got this amazing dog-friendly cafe with lovely meals of the day that I've created, obviously for the dogs, not for the people. (laughs) And then (laughs) my culinary skills don't stretch that far. Um, And then on the first floor, it's a very boutique doggy creche that's all kitted out really well and it's really tick all the boxes. And then above that, there are four consultancy rooms where I'll be doing nutrition and 
initial behavior consults and and the like and there's massage therapists there there's a reiki healer there there's some red light therapy going on there and then above that layer there is the roof terrace which is all being secured it's all really health and safety no one's gonna fly off the fly off the roof you know that would, wouldn't be good at all um and what i hope to do is some puppy training classes up there in due course and in case we get flooded we just stay up there yeah, the exactly it's like that's <laughs> just, it you know in case of a it. flood just run yeah uh, oh yeah. my goodness this is your hub this is going to be the anna webb hub well, this is going to be the anna Webb. this is your this is your hub this is what you've been looking for you've weren't you looking for a place where you can really remember the first time i said to you you are an expert you need your own forum you need your own platform and i that it's, it just sounds amazing where you can you know you are really found a home for yourself well this is this is it or hopefully you know it's early days down there um it only opened gosh not even a month ago so you know i've done a couple of consults down there you know which are going well and i think come september when people are fully back from any summer holidays the kids are back at school you know then it's going to get much busier um so but yeah but apart from that no all good you know it does seem quite buoyant at the moment again i think you know, everyone wants to get back to normal. I mean, we've been through this extraordinary time and I think everyone's a bit fed up with it, really. I'm pretty fed up. I can't do another <laughs> lockdown. There's no way I'm doing another lockdown. There's just no way I'm going to, you know, I I think we're hopefully over the worst. And um, if all goes well, do you believe there's going to be a lot more pet spas arising from the depths of the, the you know depths of London you know like mushrooms do you think there's going to be more dog doggy hubs mm, you know well, the dog world is it going to grow I think I think so I mean look, the RSPCA and the Kennel Club they've all put out messages saying look employers think about being dog friendly because everyone understands people got these puppies thinking they'd be working from home forever or whatever, not thinking ahead. And then there is that worry, gosh, I've got to go back to the office. What am I going to do with my dog? Now, ideally, for me, I would say if you can train your dog, make it your goal to have a really well-behaved puppy, young dog that you can take into the office with your nice employer that's decided to open his doors to the dogs that have been taken on through lockdown, You, that's the best thing to do I mean dogs like to be with their owners so but of course yes spas doggy creches doggy daycare so long as they're well run um and not too overcrowded etc you know they they offer a great great service as well but the one thing is you know J John Lewis for example has opened all of its stores nationwide now are dog friendly with a view to getting shoppers in, you know, um, that have got dogs. So the hound pound, I think, is probably one of the strongest currencies in the world at the moment. The and hound pound is better than Bitcoin, right? Yeah, so no, much, much better. better. Much so better. much better. Oh, you know, my God. It's, it's going a through sure space economy. It's yeah. a sure economy, Anna. It is. <laughs> but isn't it amazing? So for somehow we need to be grateful. I mean, this has been the biggest test of our lives, this pandemic. It's the biggest for everybody in a different way. Everybody had their own experience in this, but it, it tested us to the limits. And yet 
somehow everything's manifesting, isn't it? Isn't it amazing that your dreams, everything you believe in now is the time. The time is right to to, to be the Anna Webb that you are and to, you know, to, to find your hub, your voice. I find this is what I'm feeling like Doga is going to be a lot more appreciated. I started teaching Doga for children. Oh, and the, oh God, Anna, the children and the dogs together. Amazing. I bet that's amazing. Oh, you know, love- after school doga, a little yoga center for children with their dogs. You know, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. I think it will be a lot more appreciated now. The the union between owner and dog or, you know, the, the, the healing aspects that our dogs give, um, the calming, the nurturing. Absolutely. And for children as well to learn to be still and just present with with their dogs. You know, I mean, you know, I love yoga, you know, I love yoga. And, um, you know, I've got to get into it this weekend. I've got to say, Marnie, I was caught with the flood and everything. I haven't done yoga for two weeks. It's absolutely awful. Gosh, I feel stiff as a board. Um, uh, But I think, you know, for children particularly, you know, and what a great thing to do after school. Um, I mean, it'd be super if you could do some down at Love My Human, you know. Um, I think you could, to be honest, Marnie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jenny did say she's uh, she's holding out a little bit and see how everything progresses. But she Doga is on her list. Uh, she just doesn't know how to, whether to bring it into a private thing, more one-on-one because of the upstairs and the council and everything. Right, right. Yeah, it's finding it's finding a hub. I always say finding a hub. And for me, I think, how do you feel about Zoom? How do you feel about being online now, uh, working online? You are working online as well, don't you? Uh, with your, oh, yeah. With your expert. And then, and then going into a real life place with the real not real, oh. but real life experiences how how does that feel well at first it was really weird you know because I'm now doing dog consults in real life you know going round to meet people in their homes being socially distant and sensible about things and and then walking out in the park I was training quite a few dogs during lockdown in the park socially distancing of course but you really have to go into someone's home to see the layout of the home see the dog behave in the home because all training begins in the home and then you extend it outwards so you were limited really you know because you couldn't really work out through lockdown what was going on in the home if you get me so um yes it was a bit odd but i'm i'm loving it i'm loving meeting people face to face again and to me it's just proved proved that technology is extremely limited you we can't live through zoom you you can't live on your laptop you know you you have to have face to face communication we're we're social creatures just like dogs Absolutely. You know, I went to this party yesterday. I mm. actually was awake, uh, awake, uh, funeral celebration of life of, of, of a good friend of mine. And uh, there were about 100 people there. I'm, I was exhausted at the end. I had the best time of my life. I was socializing, you know, but I was exhausted. I was exhausted. Yeah. I couldn't take everything in that people were saying I had to filter out things and then afterwards Robbie was with me and I could understand how a dog gets tired because they're absorbing so much I felt exactly like a like a dog in a way Uh, 
smelling, tasting, hearing so many things all at once. And how do you filter that out? So I took Robbie Wint for a walk. It was in Hazelmere, by the way. Beautiful. Oh, well, sorry to hear that, you you know, you've lost a friend. Yeah, it was a wonderful celebration as well. And uh, we went for a walk and I had to filter everything out and then slowly get back to the pub. And I, I was exhausted. <laughs> it was, it makes me understand so many things that my question lies, did, were we overstimulated before? Did we take in too much before the pandemic? Is this maybe the right way to live, to be a little bit more introvert now and and slowly reintroducing ourselves to society? Or or uh, the way we lived before, was that the right way? <laughs> I don't know if you have these questions as well. Do you feel that uh, when you're out well, and about? Yeah, well, interestingly, I went to um, a great event on Tuesday evening. It was uh, um, my producer of my podcast, his girlfriend, partner, was performing as Janis Joplin and doing a one-woman musical show with a band and some great backing singers, um, basically a story of uh, Janis Joplin's life, you know, and and it was great. But yeah, talk about overstimulation, um, but I think we... we're just not used to it. I think, you know, were we overstimulated before? Probably, um, you know, maybe you see at times I felt the lockdown pace was a little calmer, was a bit more old school. Like what by that, I mean, before smartphones were invented, perhaps before the Internet was invented, you know, because remember, I'm quite old. So, you know, I remember life quite well <laughs> when you didn't even have a mobile phone. <laughs> and and, you know, how did we. Get, you know, you met, you'd arranged to meet someone and you just turned up, you know, and people just assumed I've arranged to meet Anna at six o'clock, so she'll be here and I would be here and vice versa. Whereas now, I think we, technology overcomplicates our lives. I think that for me is a bit my Achilles heel. You know, you don't have to text somebody, I'm leaving now. 15 minutes away, <laughs> I'm here, <laughs> you know, this is what happens, doesn't it, you know, um, oh, I've just missed the bus, so I'm going to be 10 minutes late, so you've got this whole, there's never any stillness because of technology now, um, so I think a balance, if we can create a balance, um, that's the key, isn't it, Marnie, I mean, that's and yogic. And, and I'm seeing the word balance and I see the word dog or reversed God. Um, balance. I think that's why the dogs will give us balance and that's why more businesses will flourish, more hubs, more places. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care 
a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Mum's the Word, a brand new parenting podcast with me, Ashley James. Pregnancy, piles, and all the other problems that come with parenting, I'm not going to be sugarcoating anything. It's all about truths, taboos, and of course, celebrating the amazing highs too. Each week, I'll be talking about the journey of being a mum. For me, it's my first time, so I'll have some celebs and experts and you guys to help join me and hopefully figure out what on earth I'm meant to be doing. It's a podcast for all the parents out there, our very own little club. Hit follow now so you don't miss an episode. Mum's the Word, the parenting podcast with me, Ashley James, coming soon. It's the best parenting podcast out there. Like we have to find places where the dog will be of service to calm us down, our central nervous system and everything. But in the same time, we need to give them as much back equally to for them to you know, just be used as a sponge. or something. Do you understand what I mean? I totally do. Well, that's what I mean about people not understanding what dogs need in a day, you know. Um, they give us so much, but I'm not sure it's um, a totally balanced quid pro quo relationship, you know. Um, I think dogs give generally give us more than we give to our dogs. And I think a lot of people who might use, you know, doggy daycare every day for their dog, so they hardly spend any time with their dog. They pick them up after work. You know, dogs in those instances are pretty much a comfort blanket for that human. So, yes, that human's getting all that, you know, the calming, the love, the oxytocin flowing through their brain. But is it is it mutual? Um, so, and you're so right because this is exactly what I see when I teach Doga. You can really see that is it a mutual relationship? Is it actually a genuinely? Are you honoring your dog's space? Are you honoring your dog coming on all four? You know, when you're on all fours, are you honoring his level? You're coming on the yoga mat into your downward dog. You are doing the downward dog. Your dog can do what he likes. You know, he's invited in to your space, but he can figure it out for himself. That's why I think Doga really generally shows the relationship and also can improve that balance that we're talking about so much, this respect for one another. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I mean, do you remember... International Doga Day, well, it would have been the last one before lockdown. And we um, we were in Hoxton, weren't we? I can't remember where you staged it in that lovely hotel. Yeah. And Mr. Binks was with me, you know, because he's super to do Doga with because he's small and light. And he was so interested in everybody, wasn't he? And so I think, was I doing camel or something? I can't remember oh, yes. the poses. And then yes, Mr. Binks. Yes, you're backbending. Yes, and he just thought, right, I'm just going to 
tiptoe around everybody and say, hello, good evening, I'm Mr. Binks. Hello, good evening, I'm Mr. Binks. And and he went around everyone's mats and was just an absolute cutie. Um, and he was so interested so interested in everybody making all these funny shapes and they see me do yoga here obviously a lot so he knew what was going on it wasn't um, unusual to see somebody on a yoga mat for him but he it was just a whole community of it Um, and he wanted to you know be polite and deferent to everyone in the room which of course is actually the sign of quite a well-balanced dog, really. And I was proud he did that. Um, And that was that energy being pervaded. So, yes, I I agree with you. You know, I I think um, doing yoga and then with your dogs around so it becomes doga is is hugely intuitive and, and good because... Dogs like to settle and make their own minds up in situations. And I think we often force the situation with dogs, you know, right, you've got to, you know, you've got to go to the pub and you've got to sit in the corner and don't bark, uh, don't be embarrassing. You know, we're meeting some friends, they haven't met you before. So, you know, don't let me down, you know, that sort of pressure. Um, And I don't think that's good. Um, So I think, yes, doing doga in a room is um, really super. It's a, thank you so much. No, it really, I feel like we're balancing out because you have this deep understanding and expertise for dogs. You really understand the dog. I come from a yoga background where I stand, understand the energetic, um, you know, the humans and then the relationship with the dog. It's sort of like the extension towards the dogs. It's like reaching a, a hand out to the dog, but the dog can also refuse it. And, and we have to respect and honour that. So, uh, yeah, it's... It's wonderful. I mean, I could talk forever, but I was going to ask you, and I don't know if I can, um, if I'm allowed to. Um, do you know I, I I do a bit of psychic studies and things, and um, I would I just wanted to ask, um, how do you feel now thinking about Molly? If I may ask, um, where are we now? Interesting. You know? Interesting. Yeah. Where is she? <laughs> that's the question. Well, where is she? You know, that's it. I mean, it was the anniversary of her passing on the 1st of July. So um, and it was interesting. I, I, I think through Molly's passing, I've understood what that expression in your mind's eye means, or at least my own interpretation of that old adage. Because um, I do get moments where molly's image you know moments that i remember her charging towards me doing one of her crazy recalls or you know there's a time in clissold park i remember there's one of those electronic cars where this dad and this um, child were playing with this electronic car right well molly went bananas and was chasing this electronic car all around clissold park and i was screaming at them going can you just turn your car off for five seconds so i can just get a recall please you know and little funny moments in your mind's eye like they come from nowhere and it's perhaps your brain not playing tricks on you or what is it we can't understand it it's energy I would really hope that Molly is still around energetically I believe that she is you know I want her to be um and 
I talk about her a lot. I talked about her on the Barking Hour yesterday, you know, about training dogs to settle in order to take them into the office. Now, Molly was brilliant at settling. What I used to do was pop my leather jacket down anywhere and she would just sit on my leather jacket and not move, settle down, good as gold, could leave her there for over an hour because or more or whatever because she knew I would never leave her or my leather jacket. <laughs> so, yeah, and Prudence, on the other hand, her successor is absolutely dreadful at settling. You know, um, settling isn't really part of her personality, um, you know, um, template, shall we say. It doesn't feature in it. We've got to be on the go the whole time, busy, 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 busy. That said, she's actually been quite good at the moment in her basket, in her bed. Um, she's got the hang of it. When I get the microphone out, you see, it's like the trigger. She's like, oh, right, oh, you've got to do your boring speaking thing again. So I've got to be in my bed. And so bit by bit, you know, with repetition and positive reinforcement, they learn, you know, that situations need certain behaviours. Mm, absolutely. Mm. And with um, how many years has it been since Molly passed? Uh, six. Six. Huh? And. How does grief um, work? I mean, is there, if you could describe uh, grief in in your in your own words over the last six years, when a loss of a of your oh. loved one? Um, well, I mean, I didn't really probably handle it at all well, and I think, you know, people again, humans judge you, don't they? Always, even when humans don't think they're judging you, they do. And I think people thought, crumb, she's really lost it. Um, I remember someone, I won't mention who it is, he's a you know very important person in the world of dogs. He was coming on the radio and we were in the green room and he said, Anna, I hope you've got over it all now. And I, and this person I really thought would never have said anything like that. And I said, I can't believe you've just said that. I'll never get over Molly's passing, you know. And then, of course, he, he felt terrible because he'd said the wrong thing. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, for two years, I would say, I was hurting a lot, you know. Um, I was missing Molly terribly. And, of course, you bring another dog in, which is the right thing to do. I think otherwise you could really stay stagnant. And I look back and really as difficult as Prudence was from a training perspective, um, without that, I don't know that I would have pulled through. So that in a way, Prudence's arrival was really, as I said at the beginning, to keep me going on some sort of a straight line because of the routine that she needed, the training that she needed. Um, uh, but yes, you know, I often think, oh, I wish Molly was here to experience this or like with the Love My Human townhouse. Well, that would have been right up Molly's street you know, oh, is up Molly Street, you know, beautiful cafe to sit on a lovely banquette, have delicious food served to her in a totally dedicated dog-friendly cafe. Molly was born to do that. But unfortunately, um, the townhouse, you know, didn't come soon enough for moles. But um, 
it's it's very difficult grief. I, I I don't know that anyone deals with it right and um can put a strong brave face to it, Marnie. I mean, what do you think? I personally, when you talk, something comes up for me, and I think there should be more um group counselling sessions for for people who have lost their beloved fur baby. I think there should be more group sessions and more counsel. You know, really understanding how 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 powerful this is this bond with your beloved I say beloved because for me Robbie is my beloved I mean especially after the pandemic he actually kept me alive and I can say that now you know I had a terrible experience on the tube the other day if I may we do love to um, talk about but I I really I I, I'm going to be very honest I mean this is a podcast and I I I talk about mental health and all this um, very openly um a lady, uh, an elderly lady. I mean, I'm almost 50 now. <laughs> She's, she was older than me. But she You're a sat opposite. Chicken, Marnie. Yeah, I'm You're a spring, spring chicken, Marnie. Yeah. I mean, she she sat opposite me and um, with a mask. And I don't wear the mask. I'm exempt uh, because of my um, mental health. And uh, this woman, the first thing she did, because Robbie likes to sit next to me in a in a seat he wants to have his own seat he loves the tube but he has to find his own seat watching people <laughs> and and i went in obviously without the mask um and and it's no we don't have to wear the mask anymore it's your personal choice right things have changed i mean uh but i didn't have my exemption badge so i went on the train and i had robbie there and i <laughs> was so happy i placed him next to me and talking to him and and robbie's there and this woman oh my goodness she just went for it and she said for goodness sake you are so selfish how can you put your dog in a seat he's dirty and you're obviously not wearing a mask and my buddha self just absorbed what she was saying but i could find myself it took one stop two stops coming to into finchley road i thought i'm gonna get up i'm gonna say something but I'm going to say it from the depths of my being you know really from the depths of my heart and I got up with Robbie and I said madam I wish you a wonderful blessed day I wish you all the happiness in the world and she went yeah 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 and I said but you must listen carefully Robbie's an emotional support dog he saved me he saved my life I was close to and she I don't and then she said I don't want to know if he's an emotional support he has to sit on the lap I said this is not for you to decide this dog saved me and saved my life so before judging others do think about what you're going to say because this has been extremely hurtful uh, there's something called mental health and it has been completely ignored. So basically, I just gave her everything that I felt. It, it all came up for me. And I also felt like I needed to say something because people are so discriminative. They don't know. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on for the other person. I'm respectful for people who are fearful and cover themselves and, you know, they want their social distancing. I'm respectful for their space. But Robbie loves to sit next to me on the train and he is not dirty. He no. deserves to sit next to me. Absolutely, he you does. Know, sorry, you this know. is a long speech, but it, no, I, I, you, know, no. you know where I'm coming from. I'm, well, I totally do. And, and that's the thing, you know, um, it's that judgy thing that I mentioned. And, and some people, okay, don't get dogs. I get that, you know, and I'm mindful that 
you know, my dogs are never a nuisance to anybody or so on. But it's funny, Mr. Binks, he, if he could always have his own seat, he would. And and the other thing about Binks, because he is quite social, he's really come out of himself because you might, you do remember when I first rescued him and he was quite a shaky, very insecure little man. Well, now what he would do on the tube if I didn't stop him because, you know, as, as we know, not everyone is appreciative. He would jump along on everyone's knees, you know, on the row of the seats and say hello to everybody because this is something he now does. So, um, oh, where, where was I the other day and he did this? Um, what were we doing? Hang on. Oh, I think, was I recording a podcast? Um and he was jumping and he he had to sit on everybody's knee anyway. And they were like, oh, hello, Mr. Binks. And then he was fine. He sat there for a minute or two and then thought, nope, I'm going on to the next person and almost spreading his karma and his joy. Oh, I love it. I love it. Just, Just like so Robbie. Fun. Robbie does that too. Yeah. And I I don't know whether that's a small dog thing because they can, you know. I mean, a Great Dane would have a lot more trouble doing that. Can you imagine? <laughs> Oh, my God. I just, most people react well. I think there's a couple of people that are scared of dogs and they'll sort of get up and shy away and I always say, no, no, no. I'm always very respectful uh, towards everybody. I say, are you okay with my dog sitting here? He really likes to sit next to people and they always giggle and you can't see anything through the mask if they're like, you know, you have to read their eyes, you know, (laughs) whether they're okay with it. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know if they're smiling or they're actually gritting their teeth, you know. But usually you can see in the body language if people are then okay. And uh, children, children love dogs on the train, don't they? They always, can I come over and stroke your dog? (laughs) Can I stroke your dog? Well, the thing is, generally speaking, you know, the science behind it would argue that having a dog in the carriage, okay, on the tube, will be lowering everyone's blood pressure because having a dog in a room in an office lowers people's blood pressure. That's been scientifically proven, you see. So dogs traveling to the office a bit more in the autumn and everything, maybe it will make people smile more. I mean, dog owners are known to smile more than non-dog owners. And yeah, and us dog owners are supposed to live longer as well. It makes sense if you think about it, because we walk more, we smile more, our stress levels are lower because we've got our dogs to balance our stress. Um, you know, dogs are good for us. There is all the uh, huge health benefits. So maybe... We'll have everyone smiling on a Monday morning on the underground from now on. Who knows? Can you imagine? And and also the tubes are getting a little more crowded now. I mean, I've been traveling throughout the whole uh, pandemic and uh, it's funny suddenly having to squash into, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's one thing. But I think once the dog is there, it kind of diffuses everything. You know, I really think it eases things. And, um, uh, and you know, that you just have that moment with a person and you just exchange a couple of words and it just eases the tension because we've always had tension in carriages, didn't we? I mean, we always, but I think now I have a feeling that people do sort of want to communicate with each other and some don't. It's kind of split and divided 50-50. Some are terrified, you know, commute, commute. And the others are a bit more like, oh, hello, people. And so you have to, you know, pick and choose wisely who you want to talk to. But I think once you start a little conversation with somebody in the tube, then other people sort of tune in and they, oh, don't get me started with those earphones. Like, take your earphone, take, listen, tune in with life, you know. It's all happening on the tube, you know. Take, you know, you don't need to block off and 
block everything out. I never understood that, why people do that. It's like totally cut off from life. I think so many things can happen on a tube uh, when we actually make a little bit of eye contact. And, you know, with dogs, it's easier. It breaks the eyes. Absolutely. Well, they, you know, they're icebreakers, you know, always. I mean, the other day I was walking back from the townhouse. I'd been down to see Jenny and had a spot of lunch and, and we did a few photos. And I was walking up to um, Sloan Square with Mr. Binks. And this lovely lady just stopped me on the street and said, gosh, I love your dress. Where did you get it? That's Prudence. She's gone walkabout. So she might be a bit attention seeking now. I have to prove that I'm a good dog trainer now, don't I? Uh Oh, (laughs) Prudence. It is fine. Um, You know, but that wouldn't have happened before lockdown. A complete stranger saying, I love your dress, you know, and, and, and she meant it. And it was really nice. And she didn't seem, you know, odd in any way it was a really nice compliment and I was just so grateful it really brightened my mood you know I'm getting those compliments too now I have this H&M dress it's so cheap but it's a bright (laughs) it's like a mustard seed yellow floral thing and everyone women are stopping me in the streets and say oh I love your dress and that wouldn't have happened before I don't think we would have noticed these things sticking out you know a nice colorful something lipstick or shoes or you know we do I notice we I like to compliment others as well when I see them something nice now we appreciate it you know uh, I agree. Mm. And I think, yeah, we, we, we lacked human interaction. And I, I, I hope, you know, that we've learned, um, I learned a lot as a, as a species just to be a bit kinder. I think that was perhaps what was lacking before. I think really we're all in a, you know, in our own world, rushing around, being very self-absorbed. And then, you know, it hit, as it were, and you think, crumbs, or what have I actually got, you know? Um, And so I I think people will be more appreciative of of the smaller things, the little things in Mm -hmm. life. And I think the tube, the London Underground, will be a great metaphor to see how things develop and pan out, you know, in the next coming. Will we start with our flu season? (laughs) Someone's going to have a dream. Good old flu season. You know, there is still the flu, by the way, just to let you know. Um, You know, um, uh, you know, it's going to be really interesting. How are we going to start working with this? How are we going to work with the pandemic? And I think the most important thing, what you said, is 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 being aware and 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 compassionate for people's space anxiety. But I also think you need to be a little bit more like, for example, if you have your your bag on a seat and it's rush hour, you do need to take that bag off the seat and offer a chair for someone to sit down. You know what I mean? Just kind of work together. You know, I understand, you know, you want to have your personal space, but if it's rush hour, it's going to be difficult. And we're all in one tube, you know, we're all going to have to work this out. And then there's freedom of choice. Do you want to take the tube? Do you not want to take the tube? You know, you can take the car instead, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or walk. I think a lot of people are walking more. I mean, the parks have been so busy, haven't they, through lockdown? I mean, massively so. I mean, people that never knew the Hackney Marshes even existed now do. So in a way, that's kind of good for them, Mm. but not so good for people that love the empty Hackney Marshes because they're not empty anymore. But, you know, it's good to share your spaces. I was just seeing you, uh, Anna, on that scooter. (laughs) 
Scooter. Oh, not black scooter. They're those scooters that just zoom in and out. And oh, these oh. scooters, those. Can oh, you I, see I, yourself I, on that with with the rooks? I don't understand them. I mean, Marnie, surely they are just like a really awful accident waiting to happen. I mean, you're so exposed. What if you wobble and fell off, and then a car just runs over your whole body? I mean. I don't really get it. I really don't. And and they're on the pavement and one went whizzing by me and the dogs the other day. Really rude, you know, like a total whoosh. And of course it spooked the dogs and it and they're causing havoc for guide dogs because guide dogs haven't been trained for them. So yeah, and and they can't hear them because they're electric. So, you know, at pedestrian crossings and everything, it's all a lot more dangerous for guide dogs, as is all of this alfresco dining, actually, because you've got weird bits, you've got plant pots in the middle of the road and where there should have been traffic, there's now people eating and hanging out. So that's causing concern, for example, for, for guide dogs. So, you know, Everybody affects somebody. You know, everything is a chain, isn't it, in, in life? It's, it's this holistic picture. And one jigsaw, one piece of the jigsaw changes, it changes all the rest of it, you know? And and it's just having a, an awareness of that and how to not, you know... Um, you know, spoil people's lives, really, you know. So um, I did a podcast, actually, with Dr. Amit Patel, who owns the guide dog Kika, and he was talking about e-scooters. And um, I think there just needs to be more regulation around mm. them. What do you think? A hundred percent, hundred percent. They scare me. They, I don't yeah. hear them. No. Uh, I, I, I'm terrified sometimes. When they whiz past me, I just feel so vulnerable. You know, and I will, I'll be the one to sh- forget compassion there. Forget compassion. I go, fuck, you know, I'll be the one shouting out and say, hey, oi. And the worst is you have your headphone. Uh, they have their headphones uh, yeah. as well, as well as scooting. So the danger and the likelihood that they're going to be run over one day. I mean, they don't know what how they're exposing themselves. And um, it's, I, I don't agree with it. I think those scooters should have a different separate lane. I think we should just uh, <laughs> widen London altogether. I mean, this is something for Amsterdam or Zurich or something, you know, but for London, it's just too much going on. It's too much. It's too much. Well, I know. Well, I mean, I drive. I've got a car, which I know is naughty, but actually it's a it's a great asset when you've got dogs and you might need to rush a dog to the vet. You know, I'm, I'm very grateful to have my car on occasions, you know, but getting around London now in a car. I mean, you talk to taxi drivers. I mean, I was talking to one black cab driver recently. He won't even come near Islington because you can't drive through Islington now. And I think, again, we have to realise we're not Amsterdam. We can't be carless. London doesn't cope with that. If we were going to become carless, we should have done it 20 years ago. Um, So I think there's a bit of tension going on there that could be resolved. And I just hope getting from A to B does become a little easier. Yes, of course, you've got the trains and the tubes, but sometimes if you've got two dogs, a bag of stuff, whatever, I can't use public transport to get, say, to West London. I've got to drive. But, you know, the drive now is taking a ridiculous amount of time that it's, um, 
you know, it doesn't really work. <laughs> Absolutely. So walking to work maybe is giving yourself an yeah. extra hour before and slowly walking to work. <laughs> I think so. I think walking, I mean, London, you can actually walk more than you think you can. Yes. The distances aren't massive. Um, so I think that might be something that we're, we're, we're going to see, you know, I and mean, that's what I used to do with Molly, going back to malls because I had an office in those days. Um, so we used to walk from my flat in Hoxton over to Hatton Garden to Greville Street, where I rented a little space with another uh, chap with a bull terrier. It was great. And then we'd walk home. So she'd get her two walks a day, you know, um, to and fro from the office. It was brilliant. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. We need to, we really need to think about how we can uh, transform London in in the next in the next podcast uh, we have so much to talk about Anna we're running out of time it's crazy well, I know. well no well look thank you morning <laughs> I mean thank you so much for this opportunity just honestly to have a heartfelt chat yes I've really enjoyed it and oh I'd love it if you would come on A Dog's Life actually um, soon um, to return the compliment for National uh, Dog Day. Yes, absolutely, have... absolutely. Yes. And I, I would love to be on your show. Thank you so much. Um, you know, you were my first and you won't be the last. You will be, <laughs> we'll have you back over and over again because there's so much we can look at um, together and discuss. And I wish you... Uh, all the best with your flood, you know, to get this all sorted out. And um, I hope it won't happen again. No, no. Well, I've got sandbags now, Marnie. You'll be pleased to hear. So I've got defence systems up. Um, You would laugh. One friend said, well, Anna, you just need sandbags. And it's like, well, do you know what? It might come to a surprise to you, Christian. I don't actually have any sandbags in my cupboard. (laughs) (laughs) Like, get your sandbags out. Well, I haven't got any sandbags. But then how sweet was that? They brought sandbags over for me that night so that I'd be prepared if it happened again. You know, I mean, I just think if everyone could just be a bit kinder, a bit slower, look to their dogs for inspiration as to how to behave, I think the world generally would be a better place. Absolutely. You just summed it up. All the reasons (laughs) for International Dog Day. Thank you so much, Anna Webb. It's a pleasure. And I shall say na-ma-po. Na-ma-po. Thanks for listening to Conversations with My Dog. Make sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations with My Dog to keep up to date with all of our latest news. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please, please leave us a review and a five-star rating. It helps others to find us. And talking of spreading the news, please tell another person about the podcast and help us reach more people. We'll be back with another episode, same time, same place, next week. Nama Paw. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.